0: This is the world according to Cita. That vulnerability is like a key to everything. The pressures that we all feel, right, to show up a certain way in the world. I really understood the importance of our small businesses to our communities, to changing the wealth trajectory, to creating more access to education, to creating more access to better healthcare. People love when they feel seen. Right? And when they feel valued and when their story is validated. There's a very special place for in hell for women who don't support each other. Ooh, it has been harder for us because we do have to navigate all of the time, the places and moments where we've been underestimated, where we've been marginalized, you know, and somehow we still find ourselves here. Is the end game to be your whole self or is the end game to win? Okay. I think the ability to be your full self and the ability and the importance of including
1: people of all different backgrounds and and walks of life and experience sets, that's two totally different things. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Banking on Cultura, where we talk about the complexity and the vibrancy of Latino culture, entrepreneurship, and of course, all the bonchinche in between. Now, today I have an esteemed guest who... Y'all, I don't even know where to start with this one because this is like someone I admired as a kid, like in my 20s. I would see her out and about and I would just be like in awe and be like, oh my God, I want to be just like her. And it's so crazy how your, you know, icons, Uh people that you truly admire and look up to, you get to work with them and collaborate with them in the future, y'all. So I'm just super pumped about today's episode and for you guys all to meet... The one, the only, Carmen Ortiz McGee. Welcome <laughs> to Thinking a Cultura. Well, thank you for that amazing <laughs> introduction.
0: <laughs> and I'm humbled, I'm humbled for all the words that you used to describe me. It's been such a joy getting to know you better and, and having this opportunity to sit here and talk.
1: Yes. And talk about el y todo lo que va a pasar. Todo, todo. I love it. You know, I, I want to start with, first of all, how you and I got acquainted, because you did not know me. <laughs> Although I know you, I knew who you were. And I was like, oh my God, I would see you at these events. So you guys, I grew up on Wall Street. So that's where I started my career. Carmen is like a Wall Street legend, taking over the space. Her name rings bells. And I would see her at networking events all the time. And I would remember, I would be in the corner. I'd be like, yo, she's working that room. Like she is killing it. And I didn't see many women who look like me. In these rooms, Mm -mm. didn't have the curly hair, the curves, like just literally looked like she was from the cultura. And I know when I saw her at events, I would immediately feel like, okay, I belong here. Like I'm Gucci. Carmen's here. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm good. And I remember back then in my 20s when I would see her and I would talk to my mentor, Pilar Avilar, and I would be like, yo, Bilal, I got to figure out how to work with Carmen. <laughs> I got to figure <laughs> out, like, how to make this happen. And for years, we would, like, see each other. And I would, like, talk to Carmen for, like, two seconds. But, you know, she, she's badass. She got a lot of people coming at her. She was not worried about me at that time. But it's okay. That's how you plant the seeds, honey. That is how you plant the seeds. And, and I always remembered you. Oh, thank always you. <laughs> and fast forward, mm-hmm. we got reacquainted mm-hmm. in Napa. Yes. Shout out to the Hive. Yes. And the first year that I saw you there, we kind of chit chatted over salsa, Mm -hmm. I remember. And we exchanged some emails afterwards. I was like, Carmen, I got to get this corporate money, like, hook it up. Let's see. (laughs) Years ago. And we just, we were in communication, didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And then this past year in Napa, we met again we did. and we were both in, I would say, different periods mm-hmm. in our lives. Mm-hmm. I now an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. no longer, you know, an employee, been in the game now six years. Congratulations. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> we got reacquainted because we're at dinner. Yes. And Carmen has been married how long now? 26 years. Carmen has been married 26 <laughs> years, y'all. Okay? Congrats to Carmen on that because <laughs> that is no easy feat. Okay? Mm-hmm. And she was at the table. And did I ask you the question when I was like, hey, can you give us some advice? You did because my my
0: anniversary was coming up. That's right. And you said, oh, my God, that's amazing. How, what advice would you give to those of us who are... You know, trying to to build these relationships, you know, hope to have that kind of longevity, and so I shared a few tidbits with you. Yes,
1: and it was <laughs> it was, you know, it was one of those moments where we got to know each other mm-hmm. personally. Yes, yes, and we it never had that opportunity. It was the first time I think
0: that we'd really talked about just about personal things, right? right. Most of the other conversations had been more business oriented, career focused, but it was it was the first time we'd had.
1: A personal conversation. Totally. And mm-hmm. it was such a breath of fresh air. And I think that allowed for us to see each other in a completely different light. Yes. Grow respect for one another. Yes. And and now we're here. Yeah. I
0: know. <laughs> and I'm now we are cultura. here. Yes. I'm making
1: <laughs> a cultura. But I, I wanted to share that with the audience because It was a really great lesson for me in understanding relationships Mm. and how significant it is for you to try your best to humanize those interactions Mm. because when you're able to connect with someone on a genuine level, Mm -hmm. it just allows for... A different way for your relationship to foster versus the traditional way where it's like super stuffy, formal, business. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's obviously a time and a place for that Mm -hmm. as well. But I I truly believe that when you're able to connect on a personal level, it just puts you in a different, a different category altogether. Well, it
0: allows the possibilities, right, right, to flourish. And I'll say from my end, you know, much of my career, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, I was always very managed. Right. I was very, very closed in terms of who I would open myself to. And I would show the more fun, the more levity, the more real right Mm -hmm. side of myself. And for whatever reason, in that moment in Napa, I was open. Right. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to get to know more about you. We had been seeing each other for so many years now. And I, I I opened myself with intention to allow for these possibilities to
1: unfurl, and I'm so glad I did. Me too, me yes. too. We, we had a moment, darling. We did, we did. <laughs> we had many moments in Napa, it was beautiful. <laughs> it was. So we like to kick off the show mm-hmm. with a segment called, What's the Bon So give us the scoop, what's the tea, what's the latest yes. and greatest? So when we talked about this, uh, we
0: talked about me sharing those tidbits, right? And I'm going to say this, I'm going to preface it. Okay. This is the world according to Carmencita, okay? <laughs> These are my my uh, perspectives and what has helped me in my relationship. But yes, 26 years in, my husband and I met in college. And, you know, I fell in love immediately. But I would tell you that the three things that have helped us navigate all of the twists and turns the ups and downs, the light periods and dark periods of marriage, because it has all of those things in it, have been first, real, genuine communication. And when I say that, I mean that both people, no matter how hard the message is on the other side, are open to really hearing what the other is telling them right, that your partner may be sharing something that they're not happy with, something that's difficult for them about how you show up in the relationship. Right. Right. And none of us like that, right? I mean, that's, that's a little painful. And you're like, eh, it eh, it, eh, eh. right? That, that's <laughs> me? I'm not perfect? What are you talking about? I don't understand. But the ability to really hear my husband and to know that he was really hearing me, um, has allowed us to really navigate some of the toughest things that life has thrown
1: at us. So the bochincha is you just celebrated an anniversary. We right? did. We <laughs> so, did, June okay. 18th. Okay, yeah. So, you know me, I like to get, uh oh. <laughs> you know Uh-oh. me, I like to get, you know, beyond yeah. the surface because uh-huh. everybody says communication, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Everybody yeah. says that. Sure. But, <laughs> so. Just as important as communication is also keeping the fire alive. Oh, yes. Right? And making sure things are spicy Mm -hmm. and making sure things are Mm -hmm. fun, et cetera. So what's your advice for that? So the
0: second thing that we talked about, if you recall, was intimacy, right? Yes. And so normally people think about intimacy as the heat and the... So I'm going to give you the high-level, you know, quick answers, right? The quick answers are you take care of yourself right? You keep yourself and you, you're you healthy. Your energy is right and positive and engaged. You, you know, you're open and adventurous together in the ways that those things, you know, make sense for the relationship. But I'm going to tell you even more important than all of that, because, you know, life is real, right? And you start out, every relationship starts out hot and exciting and, you know, wonderful. But life gets real, life gets heavy, right? Especially when you bring kids into it and you start buying homes and responsibilities. My husband's an entrepreneur, right? He's got the 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 weight of building a company on his shoulders. I would tell you the thing that has kept it so solid and so allowed us to continue the spice is the intimacy. And when I say that, I mean, we are able to be super vulnerable Mm. with each other, like in a raw and scary way, right? Mm. And it's a risk and you don't like taking it, but that, that, that vulnerability is like a key to everything because you, you have a true safe space, right? Right. So you get to be who you are in all of the ways and in all of the places and in all of the times fully and 100% knowing that you're not being judged, that you're being loved, right? Mm -hmm. And that there's no risk of loss, Right. Because you might do something a little left of center or you might say something a little left of center or you might feel something that isn't, you know, politically correct to feel. Right. Or relationshipally correct to feel. Right. Right. And, and so that that closeness and that safety is it's everything.
1: I love that you say that because when people think intimacy, they immediately think physical. Right, right. And so I love that you Mm -hmm. are sharing that. So I got Mm -hmm. some bonchiche. Oh, tell me. So the bonchiche is, darling, Mm -hmm. that your girl has lost 16 pounds. Ah! Yes, your girl has lost 16 pounds since I came back from Costa Rica. Cause your girl turned 40 this Mm -hmm. year. And I was like, okay, we gotta get we gotta get it all the way together. Mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Mm -hmm. And so this journey has been really interesting because my palate has like changed. Now I'm not like yearning for like super. Fatty foods, I'm like very more conscious of what I'm putting in my mouth. Mm-hmm. I'm moving lighter. Yes. You know, I'm on making That's like extra motivation. Like, girl, Let you got oh, a camera, you know, clap. camera adds extra <laughs> 10 pounds. Like, get it together. No one wants that. I got all types of motivations going on right now. <laughs> right. But really excited about mm-hmm. that and really proud of myself, y'all. Yeah. Yes, um, you should be. That's and it's amazing. been simple. You know, people will be like, well, how'd you do it? I simple. Not eating bad right. <laughs> and exercising. That's right, it. Right. And water. <laughs> it's not, and look, the formulas are there. Yeah. It's the same
0: thing we've always known. Exactly, right? exactly. We just have a lot of complicated, like, you know,
1: programs and, of course, and you know, and marketers, like, they're yes, coming out here. You know, companies right. got to make some money mm-hmm. off of your insecurities that, and your yes. quick fix, right? Yeah. And the pressures. Exactly. The pressures yes. that we all feel, yes. right, to show up a certain way in the world. Totally, which mm-hmm. we're going to break down today. Yes. So introduce who you are to the folks, because we learned a little bit personal side, mm-hmm. and we'll probably circle back on this. Yeah. But introduce Carmen, the executive. Yeah. So Carmen,
0: the executive, is an improbable executive, right? Not so. SAT words. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> she
0: is an improbable executive. So I, so I'm chief operating officer of an organization called the National Association of Investment Companies, and in fact, we're here in in New York for one of the events that we're hosting and and so i started out i majored in psychology my passion was helping people i had launched an organization in college to help latino students american latino students get into institutions of higher learning that was my thing it was the pat it was the advocacy the helping i wanted zero to do with business and far less to do with finance surprisingly right Mm. given where i am today And so, you know, life has its twists and its turns. I started my career at the U.S. Hispanic Chamber of Commerce because they had a scholarship program that I thought I was going to be super involved with. But as life would have it, my roles, you know, changed and focused more on that advocacy piece and and the creating access and opportunities for Latino-owned businesses. Right. right, And that's where I really understood the importance of our small businesses to our communities, to changing the wealth trajectory, to creating more access to education, to creating more access to better health care, and all of the things that when our communities have successful businesses, owned by people who look like them, that you know, those doors open up for them. Mm-hmm. So that's become my passion, and so I, I, I've been doing that for the, almost the entire balance of my career. But I, find, I found myself, and Pilar Avila, also my mentor, as you know, she had left to start a new organization called the New America Alliance, which was a moment in time for me that completely changed my understanding of what was possible. This was a group of Latino, I mean, power brokers.
1: I mean, loaded, power. okay? <laughs> like some of the wealthiest yes. Latinos oh, yes. in the country. Yeah,
0: and most influential, yes. right? And and strategic and brilliant. And their ability for a relatively small group of individuals, I mean, I think at the height they had 100 members, mm-hmm. right? To move the needle in powerful ways was just... Uh, I was blown away because like you, I'd never seen people like me at that level, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that was where I had my first exposure to finance. There was a a particular initiative. We called it the Pension Fund Initiative. And this was where we advocated for Latino asset managers, right? And again, mind blown, eyes opened. And I knew that I wanted to be a part of that space. Mm -hmm. And so I threw myself into learning. You know, many of my friends in the industry will tell you back then, I was a sponge and I was asking questions all of the time. And I was really absorbing, sitting in the front row at conferences, trying to understand everything that I could and what I didn't, I would ask. And I would text in the middle. It didn't matter, you know, what time of day, (laughs) right? (laughs) I was always, you know, Googling and researching and asking and really trying to learn my understanding because I was so behind the curve, Mm. right? I was not exposed to the world of finance until I was in my early 30s. And really, so, early thirties. Oh
1: wow! I know.
0: Don't don't start counting the years. Not, <laughs> no, no haga eso. Okay, no agaresso. But but anyway, and those relationships, you know, have led to where I am today. My CEO today for for NAIC. This is our second time working together, and it has been an amazing experience we've grown the organization like 400 percent in the last five years across all of the metrics the number of members and we have over 40 latino firms by the way and these are firms that are like private equity investors venture capital investors hedge fund investors you know private credit which is a newer asset class these are some of the most accomplished and brilliant people of color and women I mean, I would argue in the world, but certainly in business and in the world of finance. And so I I work in a space where we advocate for them. We open doors for them. And it has been such an incredible honor right, to serve that community in a way that's meaningful and helpful and moves the
1: needle forward. So we have now established that you put in yourself equity, you've got the credibility, and you also were a part of an industry that is heavily male-dominated, yes. and not many folks of color no. are at the higher ranks. Mm-hmm. And so I want to break down politics mm-hmm. because I think there's a lot to be said about corporate politics and finance specifically, mm-hmm. but also a lot of transferable things that can be translated to the entrepreneur 100%. side because regardless of what you do, we always play in politics, right. one way or another. One hundred percent. So I want to break this down with how you've been able to be taken seriously mm-hmm. in an industry that mm-hmm. a looks as women as the help, mm-hmm. as the support, mm-hmm. team, especially Latina women, right? Mm-hmm. And also super male dominated with egos, with yeah. <laughs> Do so I want to be diplomatic yeah, here be or diplomatic. not, Carmen? Let's be diplomatic. <laughs> let's, let's go on the diplomatic route. Uh, <laughs> with all of the things uh, that they bring. With all the things yes. that they bring. Yeah. I want to talk about how you were able to position yourself mm-hmm. as an expert in this yeah. space, gain respect sure. as a Latina, as a beautiful Latina, as oh. a curvy Latina. <laughs> as a Latina, when you walk into the room, you get noticed, darling. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Ooh, this is really good. You should know about this. So I don't know about you, but I've been known to procrastinate, especially when things scare the hell out of me. The fear alone would have me stuck, overwhelmed, confused, and all types of self-doubt. And don't even get me started on the imposter syndrome, okay? Okay. After getting laid off, not once, but three times, honey. I realized that the security blanket that I made up in my head was just an excuse because I didn't really want to bet on myself. The corporate benefits that had me in that headlock, girl, they went out the window once my job decided that they no longer needed me. It turns
0: out that I'll save a whole nickel. If- I cut your salary.
1: <laughs> the truth is, the only security blanket guarantee is the one that you create for yourself. In other words, until you start a business, you will always be at the mercy of a company's headcount, and you will never have complete control over your time, which means you'll be renting out your thought leadership and helping build someone else's dream instead of your own. If you've been waiting for a sign, this is it. Don't you think it's time you stop playing small and tap all the way into your power system? Check out www.VictoriaGen.com slash training to learn my three-step process the exact three steps that i took to make the transition from corporate to entrepreneurship and this is helpful even if you don't know what type of business to start and have only one source of income and this is absolutely free it is my gift to you i want you to win it's winning season in fact what's that it smells like winning season okay so tap in and i'll see you inside the training let's go so how have you been able to navigate that space yeah
0: You know, it's, it's an interesting, it's been an interesting journey. And the very, very first thing was for me was to be excellent. Right? I had to be substantive, because whatever doors open for you, right, as a woman, as you very kindly said, you know, an attractive woman, once you get in the door, then what? Right? How do you stay in? How do you become a part of of the movement, of the work, of the interesting projects, of the how do you continue to grow professionally, right? right? And so, so excellence was was the one thing. And so, I worked, you know, harder than everyone else. Like I told you, I would take advantage of all of the resources available to me. I would build relationships, authentic relationships, with decision makers and kind of you know power brokers and like the folks that I thought could really help me grow and would say my name in rooms when I wasn't there right but I had to give them something good to say mm. so that's why I always go back to excellence and substance is baseline mm. right
1: but what does excellence mean what does that mean like you're the most prepared like what does that mean
0: it means all of that right it okay. means you're the most prepared it means you do all of the little things that make you that make your work effective Credible, so I'll, I'll you know small things. I would read my emails like multiple times, make sure all of my grammar was correct, make sure my periods, commas, and semicolons were in the right places multiple times. All of the words were the right words. The tone was the right tone before I sent it out, mm. right. I would put myself in positions that were uncomfortable, right? I started public speaking very early, and it was terrifying, right? And so I would prepare, and I would review and review. I mean, just even if it was sponsor remarks, Mm. like recognizing sponsors, Mm. I knew what I was going to say, and it was going to be meaningful and substantive about their contribution to the organization and how it had impacted. I made sure that everything that I did was thorough and tight and right. Polished. Polished,
1: polished with 100%. the finest of one
0: hundred percent. I don't know what is polish made out of oil. Yes,
1: <laughs> they're probably different kinds. But we get the point. Get yes, the point. yes,
0: yes. Okay. You know, so polish was was it was you know it was everything. Okay. The other thing that I did is that I built authentic relationships with folks. Right? People didn't see me coming and roll their eyes, thinking, "Oh my God, here goes. She's going to ask for you know, she's going to ask for an introduction. She's going to ask for you know a promotion. She's going to no, no, no. Like, I was like, hey, how's your family doing? You told me such and such last time that, you know, Jimmy was graduating. How did it go? What was the, because I was truly, truly interested. People, I'm a psychology major, right? I love people, mm. right? And I was always, it was always important to me to build relationships that would last beyond whatever position I was in at the time. And so I made sure I did that, but I did it strategically with the right folks.
1: So let's. Let's break that down a little bit, because Mm -hmm. my memory, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like I have selective memory. You know,
0: it's one of those situations where you never know who's watching, right? And then all these years later, we're here, and now you have all those memories? Yes.
1: (laughs) But I'm telling you, I think I have selective memory, because Uh I'll remember certain things Mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. people and completely forget everything else. So I know you were a psychology major, so you were generally interested, but for those of us who... Mm -hmm. (laughs) have selective memory yeah. and who so i truly believe that part of relationship management mm-hmm. is understanding those little intricacies mm-hmm. about people yes. their family stuff yes. something personal totally. something that they hold mm-hmm. near and dear to their heart mm-hmm. whenever you get that little nugget mm-hmm. Did you have any type of process to remember these things? Because you met so many people on a constant basis.
0: You know, so this is the benefit. And I'm much better. I was much better at it then than I am now. Right? I'll blame it on the children. I have three kids. Right? Like so, (laughs) my memory got worse. Worse with each one. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: Married twenty eight years, three kids. I've been at that twenty six.
0: 26. Oh, 26. My bad, no my bad. Twenty six. Twenty
1: six years, <laughs> three kids, badass executive, like I'm sorry. Okay, continue. Sorry. Sorry. The, so what um, were your tips to yes. help remember?
0: No, so you know I I mean honestly, there were I, I just I, I was blessed with a photographic memory. I, I can't even act mm. like I had a process, I had, you know, whatever. Um, you gifted. I just I no, I you know, I just I just I remember, and not only that, but listen, I really wanted and I was fascinated by them. Mm. As I think about the people that I have been blessed to spend time with, that I have been blessed to receive
1: guidance and counsel from, they were fascinating. Carmen. No, te lo juro. You've never come across anyone that was super boring, but you had to build some type of relationship with them because of business purposes. Okay, maybe once or twice. Okay. okay. <laughs> Don't be acting like everybody out no, here is amazing. No, they're not. They're I mean, not. a lot. There are a I lot of that people more in
0: corporate than I did in my in my world. In my world, most people are genuinely <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> fascinating. Um, but in corporate, you know, it, it's really interesting. In corporate, and when I met those folks, it was really more about the value, right? And you know, because everyone has an agenda, mm. right? Everyone has an agenda. So how do you make it so that your agenda and there's a line? Right, and so at that point, you're not ever going to connect with someone that you find painfully boring, right? right, or painfully uninteresting, or you can't remember from one meeting to the next, one quarterly meeting to the next. But what is really important is to figure out if you have to connect with this person, what are the things that that matter to both of you, right? How is it that you can you can add value to whatever it is they're trying to accomplish, and motivate them to support you and your efforts? And so you know, I think about. When I was, I had just joined this company. And by the way, I joined a a company that I barely knew what they did when I joined. I joined at an executive vice president level. So I think at the time I was two or three to the CEO, you know, and I was in a role where I was exposed to many leaders, right? Mm -hmm. Now I brought a series of assets that no one else had right? So my access to this world of diverse financial services, my access to very senior level individuals within corporations, right? And, and real access, because again, I spent a career building authentic relationships, you know, others didn't didn't have that, right? They had different access points, or they were very superficial connection points. And so I knew how to bring those to bear, in strategic ways, so I'll give you an example. I was there was an opportunity. In fact, the, the the members of New American Alliance were coming to Chicago, which is where the company was based, and they were having you know a big event. And I was like, well, let me host it. Let me host it at the top of our corporate building, right? We have this beautiful space. You know, we're going to host this event, and they were all, by the way, potential clients, mm-hmm. right? No one else on my team had ever done anything like that before. So, the gentleman who was the head of national sales at the time, his mind is blown that someone on this team has access to these sorts of individuals, right? At this level, with the level of influence, you start researching any of the folks who were members of New America Alliance at the time, and it was, you know, again, I mean, wildly impressive. And so now he's looking at me very differently. So, this gentleman, and I always talk about you know, you talk about mentors and sponsors, he was a sponsor for me. But this gentleman who I'm a five foot one Boricua, right? This is a six foot nine white guy from the Midwest, right? We couldn't be more different mm-hmm. on the surface, you know, if you, if you tried, right? If you, si no hubiese pintado. And so, but he saw my excellence the genuineness of my connections and access, and my ability to close the loop, Mm -hmm. right? And so now, when an opportunity came to be promoted into another role, leadership in the business, I was the name that he dropped, Mm -hmm. right? And so he and I never became friends. He and I, we've lost contact in the years that have passed since then, But I was, I made an impression on him because of my excellence, because of my genuine um, connections and because I knew how to bring something to a close. Mm -hmm.
1: Flex, straight flexing. I love it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how have you, because you are able to, you know, drop a little flex here and there Mm -hmm. and have this access and Mm -hmm. have this excellence, intellect to match energy to match, I'm pretty sure you intimidate a lot of folks, (laughs) women and men. So in your world, how have you been able to navigate that? You know, it's so funny
0: because I have been told that. Right. I've absolutely been told that, that I'm intimidating, which I think is crazy. Right. Same. I'm like, what? I, yeah, uh-huh. I, I think I'm like, I'm I'm, but I'm so me. nice. right? Yeah. Like, what are like, you talking you about? I, you know, I love people. Come give me a hug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing is, you know, I think there are moments you have to choose your moments to flex. Right. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, if you if you have built your career the right way, everyone knows you don't have to flex right? Because of the way you've moved, because of the speaking engagements that you've had, you're, you might be leading a panel here or there at some major conference, you know, when they show up at an event, you're in the VIP, you know, whatever. There's, there's, you know, the 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 body of work that organizations grew under your leadership, you know, that new doors and new horizons were opened under your leadership, right? You, you leave a trail of evidence. Right. Mm Right. And so you don't have to. And so what I what I try to do, and it it is not always effective, but what I try to do is to just be really human. Right. And to show up open and warm, to ask questions, to put the focus on the other person. Right. Tell me about you. I would love to know your work. You know, oh, we we can talk about me some other time. We I want to hear about you. And people love when they feel seen. Right. And when they feel valued and when their story is validated. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've always, always tried to connect with women in particular because there's there are just additional dynamics there that, you know, they can go one way or another. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I remember one story. In fact, there was a woman on my team at this place that I, I was describing earlier. And in the very first lunch we had, in the very first lunch we had, She felt it necessary because of my trail of evidence to put me in my place. Mm. And so she said, well, you know, the CEO of our team doesn't think that I'm gonna like you. Mm. First meeting, right? She's putting, she just drops it like, drops Drops it it like like that, that, right? Like, okay. Right? He doesn't. (laughs) So my response to her was, well, I would hope that at this level you would develop your own opinion on me based on experience and not what other may, someone else may have determined for us. And I said, besides, I come from the school of thought where there's a very special place in hell for women who don't support each other.
1: Oh, spicy.
0: Right? And and I mean that. I believe that. I think it is too hard out here for women, right, to advance, to succeed, to to get to the next level, to grow and build for us not to be supportive of each other. Mm. Right? It's it's just it's it to me it's un Inconceivable that we wouldn't do that, but unfortunately it exists. And you know, over time, again, because I proved myself, because I was you know a top performer on the team, because of all of those things, she eventually came around, and now we have a wonderful. What was the response though when you said that? I mean, she just had to sit back, sit back and put her cup down. What are you going to say to that, right? Like, what are you going to say? What are you going to say? I mean, she literally said se "cayó," se "cayó," and she was just like kind of nodding at me, and I was like, right, because you picked the wrong one. I love it. Right? You picked the
1: wrong right. one. Right. And so <laughs> I love when Carmen gets you know, into know, this mode right know, here. You did. You <laughs> thought you thought one thing, right? But
0: you know, like that that whole that kind of chip on your shoulder. Right. You know, I think it's it's one of the gifts that we have as Latinos. Right. Because it has been harder for us because we do have to navigate all of the time, the places and moments where we've been underestimated, where we've been marginalized, you know, and somehow we still find ourselves here. And so in those moments, it is important to 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 leverage those experiences and leverage that spice. Mm. Right. To let people know, oh, no, 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 we won't be doing that. We will not Mm -hmm. be doing that today, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because that, that negative
1: engagement will continue if you allow it. And how have you been able to master that delivery? Because that is experience, science and strategy experience. all in its own how you are able to keep your composure and, yeah. you know, kind of yeah. like, you know, not tell, you're telling it like it is, but mm-hmm. you're doing it in a way where oh, words it are lands everything. so softly oh, and yes. so delicately where Listen. it's like, it's like, uh, and you're like, oh, shit. but then it's like, <gasps> like, right, right? Cause, yes. Because we're
0: both women, so we should support each other, right? Because yes. I'm
1: down to do that. Yes, yes, yes. Right? So this Which happened is, with experience. Yeah, this it is. is. How you've been I mean, able to get well, and
0: you observe, man. I think the the mm. best way for anyone to learn, and I, I mean, learn from others. Watch the people. Watch the people you admire. Mm. Right. See how they speak. See the words they choose. See how they react in tense and uncomfortable situations. Right. And learn and 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 mimic and grow your own you know style of doing that, but that's I mean one hundred percent. I've just again I've I've been in these places where I've seen so many people handle adversity and handle you know others trying to make less of them. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. With grace and effectiveness and and strength. Right. Right. And so yeah, I mean it's it, you don't you don't come into the world, I don't think, having that. And sometimes you can overdo it. Mm. Because your chip is like, ah, pero what, what 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 was that? Mm. No, no, no. Oh, you're gonna know today. Mm. Oh, you're gonna know today, <laughs> right? And where does that get you? Right. Right, that's literally, it's a terrible way because at that point now you're shutting doors, you're turning people off, you're closing them and it's not an effective way to get them on your side or to at least leave the the opening for a relationship to evolve, right? And listen, I, I did. I made all of those mistakes, right? I made all of those mistakes when I was young and and more hard headed than I am today. And you know, it's it is it's truly experience and wisdom and and being willing to learn from the mistakes of others or or the wonderful examples of others.
1: So I want to talk about how you've been able to navigate mm-hmm. men who invite you to a meeting mm-hmm. and you can sense. I think we have, you know, women have this gut feeling about mm-hmm. things. We have this special intuition, which mm-hmm. I believe is a competitive advantage, mm-hmm. right? We know when we are invited to something because of our look, because of our entertainment value, mm-hmm. because of our ability to smile and mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. a gentleman feel good about himself. So, how have you been able to navigate those moments where you knew you're at a meeting and you knew homeboys looking at you like, mm-hmm. How can I sleep mm-hmm. with this woman? Oh my lord. <laughs> we interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Ooh, this is really good. You should know about this. So I don't know about you, but I've been known to procrastinate. It's Especially when things scare the hell out of me. The fear alone would have me stuck, overwhelmed, confused, and all types of self-doubt. And don't even get me started on the imposter syndrome. Okay. okay. After getting laid off, not once, but three times, honey. I realized that the security blanket that I made up in my head was just an excuse because I didn't really want to bet on myself. The corporate benefits that had me in that headlock, girl, they went out the window once my job decided that they no longer needed me.
0: Turns out that I'll save a whole nickel if I cut your salary.
1: The truth is, the only security blanket guarantee is the one that you create for yourself. In other words, until you start a business, you will always be at the mercy of a company's headcount, and you will never have complete control over your time, which means you'll be renting out your thought leadership and helping build someone else's dream instead of your own. If you've been waiting for a sign, this is it. Don't you think it's time you stop playing small and tap all the way into your power system? Check out www.victoriagen.com training to learn my three-step process, the exact three steps that I took to make the transition from corporate to entrepreneurship. And this is helpful even if you don't know what type of business to start and have only one source of income. And this is absolutely free. It is my gift to you. I want you to win. It's winning season. In fact, what's that? It smells like winning season. Okay, so tap in and I'll see you inside the training. Let's go. So, so first of
0: all, you pick when you go and when you don't go, right? Because you don't say yes to every invitation. You absolutely don't say yes to every invitation. And you weigh that out, right? Is, is the dance that you're going to have to do if you sit in that situation worth whatever, you know, value mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you might or, you know, whatever value you might be able to extract from that situation? Again, I think language and I think comportment, right? How you show up is everything, I, you know, one of my favorite phrases, you know, when people start becoming overly complimentary, right, is you're so kind. Just like that.
1: <laughs> I get cute. You're so kind. You're so
0: kind, <laughs> right? Because you're, 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 it, it, it shuts down the, the edge with which they're trying to come at you, right? right? It shuts it down and nullifies. like you don't, it's almost like you don't even know what they're doing. You completely know what they're doing. But that's but you're not, you're not in you're not entertaining that. Mm-hmm. Right? You're so kind. That's that's just awfully nice of you to say, right? And then you either make an exit, right? Or you continue. And 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 when and again, I, I did this throughout my career, and we always hear in this day and age, don't turn yourself down. You should you should be able to bring your full self to work. I often chose not to, right? because it makes it easier not to right it it makes it because you have less of that to deal with right so for much of my career and you may remember this for much of my career i showed up with my hair in a bun Mm -hmm. very little makeup gray black or brown suits right always a jacket always a suit right i would i would and, and and i recommend this period always leave after the business dinner right always leave after the because after the business dinner is done, right, the dinner it that that's it that's business is done, right. So anything that happens after that is likely not going to advance anything, not your career, not whatever effort you're having the business dinner for, right, that that leaves doors open to complications and things to go left of center, right. And for me, the risk of not being taken seriously, of my reputation being damaged was because I was, I was seen here or, you know, or someone overheard me engaging. I mean, that, right? That like, that's absolutely not worth it, right? Not worth it. Whatever fun I'm gonna have, what, look, I got friends. Right. I got friends. I have an amazing husband. I have like I've got all that. That's that's where my fun stays. Right. Mm-hmm. That's where I show up in all of my full selfness. Mm-hmm. Right. With my friends, with my husband, with my in my personal life. And I think if you observe women at the top. Right. You will notice there's a tremendous consistency around that consistency around that. Right. They don't show up in all of their full selfness because they understand the game. Right? They understand that if they want to get to that top level, they've got to be taken seriously. Right? And everybody doesn't need to know, you know, Jenny from the block. Right? I refer to myself that way. Me too. too right? Listen, when
1: I be working out, I'll be like J Lo, J Lo, J Lo, J Lo. No. <laughs> But I'm just saying because I am right. I had
0: uh, humble beginnings, right? Humble beginnings. Super, super proud of my Puerto Rican roots, right? I I have, and I've got all of the spice and everything that comes with it, right? And and you know, and then there, it. You've got to do that sort of cost-benefit analysis, right? Is it worth it? I know you hate it because I know what you're about to say: the system and all this stuff. (laughs) But I'm trying to tell you, the system is there. It's real. It is very real. In addition to, by the way, human nature. Because all systems are built with people. Mm -hmm. And all the things that are wrong and messed up about
1: systems are because of the people in them that lead them and drive them. Mm -hmm. Right? So I love having this conversation with you Mm -hmm. because I used to be in your world. I grew up in corporate, Mm -hmm. grew up in financial Mm -hmm. services. I had mentors tell me, Victoria, mm-hmm. your suit is too damn tight. You need to loosen up. Mm-hmm. Don't wear heart earrings. Mm-hmm. They're not going to take you seriously. Right, right. You know, pin your hair back. Yes. Don't Your hair is a distraction. Yeah. Oh, Don't yeah. wear mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. at the time... Mm-hmm. I was just excited to be on Wall Street. Right, so I was right. like, okay, let mm-hmm. me loosen this up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, let me play the game. Right. And it wasn't until I stepped out on my yes. own yes. that I truly was able to see from a macro view. Mm-hmm how me playing the game Mm -hmm. was actually doing a disservice to myself Mm -hmm. and also to anyone who was coming behind me. Mm -hmm. Because now we're continuing to oil the same machine Mm -hmm. and continuing to Mm -hmm. allow for this systemic oppression Mm -hmm. because now we're playing along. Mm -hmm. We're not putting a stick in the ground. mm -hmm. We're not saying, no, we're going to move this way. Mm -hmm. We're not allowing ourselves to be brave and courageous enough to break outside of that norm now some women are Mm -hmm. i've seen that Mm -hmm. as well like Mm -hmm. you'll see it you'll see little spunks of pink here like you'll see hoop earrings here Mm -hmm. and i think little by little in our own way Mm -hmm. all of us are trying to figure out Mm -hmm. how we want to show up in the world Sure. but when you speak to like women that are at these levels Mm -hmm. remember everything they had to go through and Mm -hmm. how much they were preconditioned Mm -hmm in order to reach that level, mm-hmm. right? So now they are now mentoring people mm-hmm. saying, hey, this is how I did it. Mm-hmm. So this is how you got to do it because mm-hmm. I understand how, not, no, no, I understand what's happening well, over here, right? So I think it's a choice, right?
0: So right. I'm, I, you know, I disagree with you, mm-hmm. right? I, my view is that if we're in this game of corporate America or this game of career advancement, right? What is the end game? right is the end game to be your whole self or is the end game to win right is the end game to grow your influence your revenues your access your your ability to drive change in the systems that you impact right and so i i don't think and i would not recommend right now this is me and i am one of those seasoned women right who had to go through everything she went through right but i would never recommend to everyone to anyone right to to show up in a way that wouldn't be taken so why would you do that like why would you what is the benefit are you do you think the doors are going to open for you or do you think that people are going to when you're not around be like whoa why would, what was up with those heart earrings i mean who does that like is she's right yeah. and so that's more harmful because of human nature mi amor Human nature, and it's not even a system, we can call it a system, we can call it whatever. Yes, those things exist. But it's the human nature piece of it, which has not changed. I don't think since the like, you know, since the formation of, of civilization, right? Human nature is what it is. And people think what they think, and they move as they move. Now, do we evolve Sure, we do because both of us are sitting here on this program with our curly hair all the way out,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: And this is how I show up at all of my meetings and my events. There's a bit of rebel in me, right? There's a
1: bit of rebel in me, and and again, now, now that you yes reached a certain well, level exactly but when you were in the trenches when i was in the black gray
0: black gray brown hair hair in a bun no or straightened right or straightened and even then the straightened because my hair was usually long i would change it throughout Mm -hmm. i did a lot of changing my look throughout my career but it was normal it was you know it was usually straight in a bun you know just locked down tight yes right so now I am at a place, and I'm, I'm again, blessed it to be where I am, that I'm a proven, I am a proven entity, right? And and my contributions are measurable, right, to where I am today. Right? Right. And the value that my, you know, my, my CEO, my board, the membership assigned to me are very real, right? Uh, but I'll tell you that even earlier in my career, when I would, you know, try to do the kitten heels or, you know, the sort of, you know, natural manicures or the, there was a part of me that was, that was like, it dies a little bit, right? It dies a little bit. But what is the risk benefit analysis, right? Is the risk of showing up this way, right? Showing up this way with all of my, with now the curls, you know, I mean, this is like this is what I am, right? The, this is what I am. At some point, I got tired. My hair started becoming damaged because of all the heat of straightening it. i just I just stopped with that. But I had to make a decision as to whether I wanted to be taken seriously or whether I wanted to be me in the
1: workplace. I hear you. And I think a lot of folks go back and forth with sure. it, especially people of color, mm-hmm. right? Because 100%. we have all types of cultural influences. Mm-hmm. Yes. Our pe- our yes. family telling Beautiful. us, put your head down. Don't oh. don't be seen. You don't right. want to be seen. Just do right. your work. You want to be recognized for that. Yes. Don't be loud. Don't stand out. That doesn't work. Et cetera. That it, is a, it doesn't work, does work, but we carry that into yes. the workplace. Yes. And then on top of that, we yes. also have now all of these politics at play. Yes. We also have now whatever the culture's been mm-hmm. built in mm-hmm. terms of what what is professional yeah. and how you do need to sure. look and speak in order mm-hmm. to be taken seriously mm-hmm. but it's interesting because the same business case for how we want to do this risk analysis and mm-hmm. human nature yeah. and how that hasn't shifted mm-hmm. i mean you can say then why are we pressing so hard on DEI initiatives because if it's mm-hmm. human nature and it mm-hmm. is going to be what it is then so we're i don't think those are the two,
0: no so i think those are two completely different things okay. i think the ability to be your full self and the ability and the importance of including people of all different backgrounds and and, and walks of life and experience sets, that's two totally different things. 100%,
1: is it, 100%, 100%. Is it because being inclusive is inclusive of people's differences and people's- But people's
0: differences, So I'm gonna argue. So I just talked about the gentleman that was six foot nine and you know from the Midwest yeah. and I'm five one from Puerto Rico, right? Those differences are what the differences are, right? They're they're excluding me based on the fact that I'm five one and from Puerto Rico, is different than excluding me because I showed up completely and appropriately dressed for an occasion at work.
1: So I, I because those are yeah. those
0: are different choices. Those are that's a
1: completely yes, different thing. Absolutely. When in Rome, do as Romans do. Mm-hmm. When you have to play the game, you have to play the game. Yeah. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Ooh, this is really good. You should know about this. So I don't know about you, but I've been known to procrastinate, especially when things scare the hell out of me. The fear alone would have me stuck, overwhelmed, confused, and all types of self-doubt. And don't even get me started on the imposter syndrome. Okay. Okay. After getting laid off, not once, but three times, honey. I realized that the security blanket that I made up in my head was just an excuse because I didn't really want to bet on myself. The corporate benefits that had me in that headlock, girl, huh, they went out the window once my job decided that they no longer needed me.
0: It turns out that I'd save a whole nickel. If- if I cut your salary.
1: (laughs) The truth is the only security blanket guarantee is the one that you create for yourself. In other words, until you start a business, you will always be at the mercy of a company's headcount and you will never have complete control over your time, which means you'll be renting out your thought leadership and helping build someone else's dream instead of your own. If you've been waiting for a sign, this is it. Don't you think it's time you stop playing small and tap all the way into your power system? Check out www.VictoriaGen.com dot com slash training to learn my three step process the exact three steps that i took to make the transition from corporate to entrepreneurship and this is helpful even if you don't know what type of business to start and have only one source of income and this is absolutely free it is my gift to you i want you to win it's winning season in fact what's that it smells like winning season okay so tap in and i'll see you inside the training let's go there's an amazing book uh-huh there's an amazing
0: book And it's called, and and I think it's like on a, it's an older book, but it's a fantastic book called Empower Yourself, The Organizational Game Revealed by a gentleman named Harvey Coleman, Mm -hmm. right? And it breaks society into this pyramid, seven levels, right? The Carnegies and the Rockefellers and probably now the Bezos and the, you know, Musks at the top. And, you know, and then, you know, poverty, like poverty stricken folks at the bottom. And it characterizes all of the ways that these people show up in life and at work and in, you know, how they entertain and yeah. how they dress and like all of these different things, right? I, it's a book I recommend that everyone read because it allows you to, it, it gives you the insights that you may not have about the different levels and it gives you the choice. Okay? Yes. So do you want
1: to be here? <clears throat> okay, well then this is what's required. Pero... I will add to this and then we can move on yeah. because I know you and I. We this <laughs> would be a whole nother episode. Not I not love it. Agree. <laughs> but there are so many things that are happening now that would go against that narrative because now we're finding people that are able to achieve success mm-hmm. by literally being mm-hmm. who they are. Yes. And oh, I know this is outside of finance industry, yeah. right? And so you have to be mindful yes. of like where you're choosing to play. Sure. Right. Sure. Um, but I give the example of like Cardi B. Mm-hmm. Cardi B came on the scene mm-hmm. completely herself. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> completely. In to the, the world team. of like entertainment. In the world of entertainment. Uh-huh. social yes, media. Correct. Uh-huh. But now uh-huh. she's got these same corporate financial institutions that are trying to get their own human capital uh-huh. to dress a certain way, to look a certain way, et cetera. Uh-huh. But then we'll pay her hundreds of thousands of dollars to do an ad during the Super Bowl while she just was twerking, shaking her ass. On Instagram, so it's just so interesting to me how. So, but
0: that validates my politics. point. That validates my okay. earlier point. Okay. 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 Because what Cardi B did mm-hmm. was grow her influence in her space, right, where she can do those things. Correct. Where it is acceptable for her to do those things, she built her. She built her brand, her influence, her exposure, and her access. And now she shows up, and now she is a. She is a. She's a. She's, a, she's an asset. She's an asset that that people are willing to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for to do, or millions of dollars, right, to do a commercial, right? Yeah. So, so she grew herself in her space in the way that is acceptable in that space, and now she's playing in these other rooms. And if and but if you notice, like, oftentimes she shows up. I've seen Cardi B in boucle jackets, right? And I'm like, who is this? <laughs> who is this? Right. 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 Because she built her power and influence first, Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. her brand.
1: I get that. I guess Mm -hmm. my my main drive is like, what an oxymoron Yeah, that you have these organizations who are trying to get you to soldier up, Mm -hmm. look a certain way, talk a certain way, be a certain way. Yes. But we'll literally yeah. go pay a celebrity or somebody yeah. with other types of influence mm-hmm. who is completely outside of what your cultural values sure. and norms are. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because But again, that's capitalism, right? That's absolutely totally, capitalism. Totally, totally. I mean, that's but taking we keep advantage. playing the game. We keep playing the game. But the, right? but the game worked in her favor. The game worked in her favor mm-hmm. to, yeah, because she's she's was able to build the influence mm-hmm. and the credibility. So I guess okay. So I guess the main takeaway right. from this is yeah. it's not necessarily about you having to feel like you need to show up as your unedited, most authentic, full self, mm-hmm. right? It's right. about you achieving your goals,
0: doing doing what it takes, right? In what in the environment, because again, you just made a beautiful point. Different spaces. Have different rules, which is why the empower yourself thing is is an important for me. It was it was it was enlightening, and I had the opportunity to meet Harvey Coleman and tell him, "You gave me such an invaluable map that allowed me to know when I could choose to step outside of the box, when I could choose to break the rules, right?" Mm-hmm. And 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 that understanding that mm-hmm. you've got to understand the rules first, right?
1: And then make the choice. And then make the
0: choice whether you want to play. play, right?
1: Or you make your own rules.
0: Or you, or you become an entrepreneur. And you make your own, <laughs> own rules, one hundred percent, right? <laughs> right. But if right, you're right. playing on someone else, was in someone else's court with their ball, right, and their basket, mm. and their, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, then you got to play with those rules. But no, you get to one hundred percent. You get to you get to then leave. But you did the same thing, right? You built your career. You built some relationships. You got, you got some learnings and experience under your belt mm-hmm. that, em, that enabled you to now have a company that has lasted six years, mm-hmm. right? And growing, mm-hmm. right? But you, it's, there's a journey there. And I of always, I, you know, in this day and age, things are so different, right? I mean, I am, I'm a dinosaur in this place, right? In social media, social media has completely re- You are not, not a dinosaur,
1: love. You are a dove.
0: Uh, oh, a dove. Thank you. I'll take it, I'll take it. <laughs> you know but the the social media has rewritten the rules right and you see people absolutely becoming youtube millionaires right and and tiktok millionaires and all of that by being fully their authentic selves by going straight to the people right mm-hmm. and connecting with them in really visceral at visceral levels right, right. And, and doing all of that, right? But that's not my space. Right. Right? So remember I said these were all feedback and and insight and perspective, and you know, according to Carmencita. Mm-hmm. And so my path has been a more conservative one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's get into our last segment, which is our Talk That Talk segment. Mm-hmm. And this is where we tackle something taboo in the culture mm-hmm. or something that's going on in current events that mm-hmm. we feel a way about. And so... We discussed talking about, let's go back to hubby vibes, because I think this is like really important, and I love to celebrate Mm -hmm. Latino love, Mm -hmm. and just love in general, which Mm -hmm. is why I wore the hearts in corporate. Yeah. Hello. (laughs) Oh, my God. I still remember that day. There were these Tiffany heart earrings, and I remember my boss at the time. She was a black woman, Uh tall, bald, Mm -hmm. and um, she was like, V, you can't wear these earrings. Mm -hmm. The men are not going to respect you. Right. First of all, they were these little, tiny, then tiny, tiny earrings. It's a crack but in but the door. But it was like those little moments that happened to you in your career <laughs> mm-hmm. that at the moment, mm-hmm. you don't understand how powerful it is. Mm-hmm. But as you grow the wisdom and you go through the experience, mm-hmm. you realize how significant that was. That was yeah. a turning point for me. Like, mm-hmm. I realized, like perhaps this is not where I want to be. I can't wear my little innocent heart earrings that represent truly who I am as a human being, right? which is love. That's what I lead with. Mm -hmm. Anywho, so we spoke about how our moms, our abuelas, Mm -hmm. our tias would tell Mm -hmm. us, mira, mija, whoever you fall in love with, just always remember that they love you more than you love them, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I remember that discreetly. I still get that advice. (laughs) So what do you think about that? So
0: that hasn't been my experience, right? And again, you know, you never know why the things that happen to you happen to you, right? right? I met my husband in college. And back then, so we've been together total 30 years, okay? So 26 married, 30 years total. And no one would have ever imagined that we would have lasted, You would not have looked at, you know, my husband or me and said, oh yeah, this couple right here, oh, this is the one. That's the solid. They're going to last. They're going to be, you know, they're going to still be madly in love 26 years later, right? Never would have. And what I, as I look back on the choices that we've made, on the way that we've treated each other, on when I look at the sacrifices that we've had to make for this thing that we've built what is very clear to me, right, is that I love him just a little bit more than I love myself. Ooh. But he loves me just a little bit more than he loves himself. And so in that connection, we're whole because we're both willing to be vulnerable to make the sacrifices and to put the other person first. In the way that has allowed us, this is very specific to us, right? Has allowed us to build something enduring. Mm. Yeah, tough, I know. It's heretical. So
1: would you give that <laughs> advice to your daughter? Oh, she's done it.
0: She's, but she's, would you give the
1: advice of... Uh-huh. Yeah. Be safe me that get somebody who loves you more than you love them.
0: Oh no. No. Mm-mm. Okay. No, I don't I mean, listen, I'm but I'm a hundred percent person. I'm either all in or I'm all out. Same. Right? Mm-hmm. And so it's a risk, right? It's scary. But as I look back, I mean, clearly, clearly, you know, we can talk all the talk, you know, we can say all of the, you know, I make sure that, you know, he loves you just a little but the thing is, what do you want? Do you want, do you just want safety and stability? And and some people do, and that's fine, right? Then that's cool, that's cool. But do you want like a love where like you know that person is your ride or die? That that person has your back come hell or high water? That even if you were to split, that person would still have your back? Mm. That's what I want. Mm right? That's Mm -hmm. what I want. And so I've been willing to make those, those sacrifices, right? But again, I'm blessed because he's doing the same, right? right? And I don't know how you find that person. I, I, I still say, I don't know what in the world I did right (laughs) for my husband to be my husband, right? Because it's the most important decision anyone makes is your partner in life, right? Mm -hmm. And, and we've been, we've been blessed to be each other's biggest cheerleader, worst critic, but we are
1: 1000% unequivocally each other's ride or die. I love it. Find your ride or dies, y'all. Find your ride or dies. Carmen, thank you so much for being on Banking Mm Acultura and lending your thought leadership and your wisdom (laughs) and your energy and for just being an amazing woman in my life now. I'm truly (laughs) honored to have you in my life now. I'm so honored to have you in mine. This has been amazing. Thank you for building this, for building this
0: platform that highlights the complexities of Latino culture and all of the beautiful twists and turns that we represent. Thank Thank you.
1: Te amo, mi amor. (laughs) Y yo a ti, mi amor. That was awesome. Hola, mi gente. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to make sure and leave a review. This is super important because this is how we're measured on the different audio platforms. So if you want to hear more of Banking on Cultura, if you were vibing, if you had takeaways, if you just enjoyed this episode, please make sure to leave a review. I appreciate you so much. Until next time.